Yeah, okay. I, I, I pressed the record button. Hi. 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 You pressed it. That's I amazing. I pressed the record button. I know. It's it's ama- It's a thing that I can do. I can push a button. It's, yeah. it's important. To be able to push a button? Yes. Especially in this day and age. Apparently, yes. I don't know anything. I'm just a pup. Yes, indeed. Same. This is Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin, an Injured Nerves audio production. All right. Well, hello. I am Barely Normal, and you are? Well, hi there. My name is Tabin. I'm a pup. Bark, bark. And hi there, Barely. First of all, welcome back. You were on vacation. I was. Before we talk about vacation, let me say, you know, Barely, this morning, for some reason, after I got done with my noms, for some reason, this song popped into my head. Popped into Uh my head? And popped into my head. And I really don't know why. Would you like to know what song popped into my head for whatever reason? I would love to know what song popped into your head. I'm sure you heard it. Let me sing you the chorus. Grandma got run over by a reindeer walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You may say you don't believe in Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. And I don't know why that popped into my head, but there it is. <laughs> okay, it's wrong season. It um, is. I, I Well, <laughs> my little fluffy pup head just goes crazy sometimes. <laughs> okay, well, well, I really don't know how to respond to that <laughs> other than... Um, Wow. Okay. Um, So moving right along. (laughs) I think that's best. That's best. So you were on vacation. How was your vacation? Did you run around without a leash and without a collar? And I did. I'm not a pup. I just went crazy. No, it was really good. Very relaxing. Very wonderful time. It was very perfect weather. This pup sat around by the river and uh, read all of Kyle Gold's waterways. And that was exciting. The entire book? All three novellas. With, but yeah, the, actually, I got the 10th anniversary edition, which has the entire book. And then at mm-hmm. the end, there are two little short stories. It's like only 40 pages between the two of them or something. I haven't read those yet. But the actual whole book I, I read, I was really proud of myself. <laughs> no spoilers, but did Corey and Samakai get together at the end? No spoilers, but you will be happy with what happens in the end. Okay. You will not be yelling at the book. Like I am now, yeah. I'm like three chapters in and I'm yelling at the book. It's like, stop doing that, you silly otter. It's really well written and everything like you know. And so you'll probably still be actually, when I think about it, you are going to yell some more during Streams and Oceans, which is the third one. But by the end, you will be happy bear. Okay. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. While you were on vacation, did you become one with your tail? Yes, we got along really well. Um, Tail laid beside me. I pet tail. I did not bite. I did not bark a tail. There were some cute little chipmunks at one point, and and tail go wag because they were so cute and everything. So yeah, we we had a good time hanging out. We were mentioning books earlier, and I started reading Heretic. Oh, Rukus. Rukus, yes. So I'm reading Heretic and Waterways at the same time. And sometimes <laughs> I get the kind of characters. I was like, wait a minute, that's no, wrong story. But I like to read all my books digitally. I used to be a big fan of the actual book that you held in your hand and turned the pages and very tactile. But yeah. I have moved on to reading things electronically and I wanted to read Heretic and I went to Bad Dog Books and purchased a digital download. Do you use a Kindle or your iPad or what do you use? I use an iPad. It downloaded and it was very nice. And Bad Dog Books, if you would like to sponsor us we're available um. <laughs> we are it's true that's an actual true statement we are right. 
looking for sponsors. I like Bad Dog Books. I found some other stuff I like in there. Their maximum payments go to the authors, which is great. Large selection of authors and furry-centric comics. And this sounds like an advertisement for them, so they should totally reach out to us. And <laughs> Yeah, I, I've seen them and got stuff from them too. And yeah, they're they're pretty good. Good service. I don't remember ever having any problems with payment or, or delivery or anything like that. So yeah, no, there you go. It's- Really good, really good. Arc, so, arc. All right, well, I'm going to push the button for Five Minute Furs for Fun, and let's see what happens. Okay. So, wow. Uh, five Minute Furs for Fun, we two turned it you. on, and we got oh, two. Man. We got uh, Moonraiser, and we got Triple. Hello. Hello. Bark, bark, bark. This is crazy. It's so great to be on. I know, well, Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much, both of you, for uh, coming on. We're really taking off with this furs for fun thingy stuff. Yeah, no, yeah it's super fun cool. I saw it a couple of weeks ago, and like I thought it was really interesting. No, last week, the first fur came on, even though we've been trying this for, what have we tried barely, like three times before that, I think? Five, I believe, five times. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot, and so we mm-hmm. almost stopped trying, but then we got some some for last week, and now you, and this is crazy, you have tripled oh, yeah. our pleasure, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I found out about the podcast kind of recently, and I've just been, been watching, been listening to all the podcasts, because they're so entertaining, and you guys do such a great job. Oh, well, great. Thank you. Thanks so much for saying. Yeah, we we like doing it. We've, um, well, as you've probably heard, we've had some great furs on. Oh, I love the Kyle Lord one. Yeah, he was great. I really liked Uncle Kage. Like, he had some really good information. Uncle Kage was awesome to, to talk with. Some other fur tell me that Kage had some really great stuff. Very, very good. So let's just uh, jump right into, let's start with Moonraiser. So tell us where you are and what you are <laughs> and uh, and how you came to be. Uh, well, so as far as the furry fandom, like I started about 10 years ago and I found out about it through a forum like that was uh, called the, the Furries Forum. And that was when I first got into it. But it wasn't until maybe about a little bit over a year ago that I really started getting involved because I had never really been to meets like I had never really gone to any conventions and I just randomly decided one day, I'm like, you know, I, I got to figure out what my priorities are. And I found out that the furry fandom is one of my priorities. So then that was when I really, I started going to meetups, went to my first convention, Denver 2019. And that's where I got my first fur, fur suit as well. So Ooh. as far as the furry fandom, that's where I come from. Very cool. And Triple, what about you? That's awesome. Hello, my name's uh, Triple. My persona is kind of a, a mix between cat hybrid I uh, mix between Scourge, my favorite character from the Warriors Cats books, and oh. also the character uh, Puro from the video game Changed. I think I've been in the fandom for about two years now. Since then, I've been to, I think, three conventions. The first one being Further Confusion 2018. And I think I met Tabin there. You probably did. It's, it's very possible because this pup runs around and stuff. Oh, well, yeah. hang on a second. 2018, you would have oh, had Oh, sorry. 2019 me- was actually my first tw- year. 2019. Okay. Because I was going to say in 20... Well, no. Was 2019 the year you got sick, Tabin? 2019, I got sick, was, right. You yeah. got sick, yeah. So you would have met him only on the first day because after that, he spent the rest of the time in his sleepy box. Oh, no. that's a shame. Yeah, I think I remember the, um, you were one of the, it was either the math or a story time panel, uh, panel being canceled, unfortunately, because that, that was, the, I think, my first con and. It was so great to see everybody there, actually in person, and the dance cops and everything. Dancing! Cool. Woo! 
<laughs> and Moonraiser is uh, a fur that interviewed me from afar because you couldn't make it to TFF. Yeah, like I really wish I could, but like I had already gone to Anthro Northwest. So like I had spent all my money pretty much there. So then I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to wait until Denver. And that got canceled. So then, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting right now for. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Moonraiser, you and Taven did a. Was that Tabin? Was that the one you just did a couple weeks ago? No, uh, that no. was a TFF. There's been a lot of interviews, been a lot of stuff going on lately. <laughs> yeah, days. it's been so. great to see the community still be so active and mm -hmm. have such great like content, like the art keeping me actually like sane during the social isolation and stuff. Great to see everybody still keeping busy doing their thing. And of course, that's one reason we have this uh, podcast going is, uh, you know, to do our part to keep things together. And it turns out it's a lot of fun. It turns out to be a lot of work too, but it's a lot of fun. So have either one of you uh, furs gone to any of the virtual reality cons yet? I know, like I just found out about them like recently. Like a few weeks ago, like I found out there were some and I was like, I thought that was really cool. Like the VR chat. One, I can't remember what it was called, but uh, like that looked like a, a really good idea. I hope they do more of those in the future. I think for that one, I had applied, but I was one day too late, so I wasn't able to make it. But I saw some of the live streams, and my favorite thing from it that I saw was the VR like dancing. They had like a, a virtual nightclub, and there was all the awesome like character animations. So that was really great to see. I was watching something. I've got so many feeds coming in for different furry things anymore that uh, I was watching a video. There's there's a VR con coming up and the team literally went and took almost 10,000 pictures of the hotel where they're going to do the con originally. Oh, wow. And they totally made it in VR down to the artwork oh. on the wall and the everything in the hotel rooms and you could actually the get your own hotel room and the elevators everything down <laughs> to the down to the in fact the same carpet and there was places where there were stains on the carpet they put those in the vr as well <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> which, which one was that i believe it's uh euro it was Euroference. yes it was that's very a con i have not been to so i could go there for my you first can go there virtually germany in person but you can visit the online germany virtual location crazy I don't even have any VR gear, so I would just be lost in there. Oh, yeah. You can actually play it from your um, personal, uh, like on Steam, even if you don't have a uh, VR or anything, you just need a desktop. Yeah, that, that, that's what I do, because I don't have VR stuff either. But um, I think from Steam, like you say, I got the VR thing and stuff. So that's how I do things. Mm -hmm. So Moonraiser, what do you do? I am currently unemployed. I'm just going back to school right now. I'm trying to get a degree in writing currently. So it was Kyle Golds and Rukas's um, pod. Did you happen to hear those? Uh, I did. Like, which week was that? So Kyle Gold and Rukas were like just a few weeks apart. They had some really great things to say about writing and artistry. They were really good. I would definitely recommend them Moonraiser. They had a lot of really good things to say about artistry and the creative process and things like mm -hmm. that. And even things you could apply to other creative ende endeavors, not just artistry and, and authorship. <laughs> other things, I think there's other ways to apply what they say. So yeah, check those out. And I would definitely recommend by uh, Kyle Gold, one of my favorite books is Waterways. Uh, Rukas doesn't illustrate for that one, but I believe Rukas illustrates for the Out of Position series and at least certain of the books, which are 
I would also greatly recommend. Yes. Right. So Rukus illustrates for a lot of Kyle's books. They work really well together. Yeah. Waterways was a, mostly a different author, but... David, it was mostly a different artist. What did I say? You said author. I'm an artist. <laughs> I, I, I am a pup. I wonder if he's on the Furry Writers Guild. Like if I'll have to check and see if he's one of the members. Furry's writer too. Oh yeah, I think he is one of the founders, I believe. I okay. think he's one of the founders, yeah. Oh, nice. Kyle also runs workshops, yes. And I think, didn't he say he was going to try and do a virtual one or something? Yes. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at some of those. And Triple, what do you do? Let's see, I've been an uh, intern uh, for as a software engineer at an aviation software company for about a year and a half. I took the last year off just to focus on school, but thankfully I'm returning, actually starting next week full time. That's exciting. Wig, wig, wig. Do you oh, wig? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I do, yeah. I noticed there's a lot of software engineers in the furry fandom. Oh, yeah. IT furs. There's a lot of everything in the furry fandom. Oh, that is true. Me and Barely were just talking about the other day on our podcast. We haven't been really doing too many, but the people we've... The furs... Sorry, to didn't mean to um, offend. <laughs> but the furs we've had on are very, very... We've got artists and dancers and all kinds of furs all over the fur. Such a diverse community. Like that's what I really like about the furry fandom is like there's so many individuals that bring that are from different walks of life that bring a lot to it. So like that's really cool. Diverse cool. in the furverse. In the furverse. The furverse. I, I just made that up right now. Gentle furs, we have gone over our five minutes, but because okay. there was two of you guys, we went ahead and went for a full ten. Or actually oh, we went man. for twelve. <laughs> wow, that was crazy. Two furs. Crazy. Two <laughs> furs. Their little pauses must have been fast because I think Moonraiser was like right there as soon as he posted the link and triple. Oh, yeah. was right after <laughs> so yeah we should keep doing this because yeah obviously yes and there was a couple people on telegram that said i didn't get in fast enough <laughs> so no this this is fun i'm, I'm glad we're uh yeah. picking up on this yeah yeah so let's see before five minute first we're talking about tv and books and we talked about the books but now let's talk about tv what have you been watching since you came back from vacation anything fun i think i've just been continuing where i left off before vacation so f is for family Mm -hmm. Oh my cow. I, I think <laughs> I I just won't. I just won't. I'm just so there's been that um community. I've been continuing watching watching that. So what started this week for us here at, at the uh, Barely House is Umbrella Academy mm -hmm. season two came on. And so we've been watching that. We are four episodes into there. And then only me, because the the other half of the Barely household is not a Muppet fan, but the Muppets have a new show on the Disney Plus channel. Of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. They have not done Pigs in Space yet, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're going to get pretty close to it at some point. Because that's where my this or that kind of thing that I say comes from. And uh, it's called Muppets Now, and it's on Disney Plus. So if you have Might Disney have Plus, check it, check it out. We started watching Santa Clarita Diet. That's a little disturbing in at times. It's about vampires, isn't it? No, I, I don't know yet. We're only like four episodes in and I don't, we don't know why. It's gory. It's so, it's gory. <laughs> but it's really interesting. I mean, it is an interesting new plot line in a way, sort of. I don't know who came up with it, but it's got, oh, what's her name? Drew Barrymore is in it. And Raylan Givens from that one move, one show. That one show. 
That one show. You know, that one show that he's in. We started that. It's interesting. I have seen the first season of Umbrella Academy. I haven't seen the second. I like the first, but kind of like you, the other half of the Taben household isn't too much of an Umbrella Academy person, it seems. So I haven't watched the second season yet. But I'll have to look at the Muppets. All right. Well, you know what we should pop into? What should we pop into? We should pop into our guest interview. And you know who that is, right? I do, but I'll let you let every firm All know. Right. Well, we have on our show today Temperance. So let's jump right into Temperance. That's Temperance, a.k.a. Momo Mouse. Squeak, squeak, bark. All right. So joining us today is Temperance. And Temperance is, well, what what are you, Temperance? <laughs> uh, most of the time, I'm a dinosaur, a parasaurolophus. <laughs> a parasaurolophus. Yeah. Wow. It's a duck-billed dinosaur. Okay. Ooh. Well, there we go. Who knew? I didn't know that. So Learn something new every day. And you're a fursuit maker and a dancer and a dragon mom and all sorts of different things. Yeah, I'm a whole lot of things. Hi, Temperance. Would you like to talk to me? I hope Taven, so. I would love to talk to you. Well, I would love that you love, not just would, but I love that you would love. There are so many like adjective grammar things in this sentence that I am not good at because I'm just a pup. So I'll stop with that now. I met you at Ferlandio one year and further confusion one year and maybe BLFC or something. I don't know if you remember me because I'm just a pup. I remember you, Tabin. You're hard to forget. Yeah, we've okay. met a few times. <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. And it was great. So barely uh, mentioned that you are like a bunch of different things. Could you tell us uh, about your different personas? Well, you know, like most people, we're multifaceted. We have different parts of ourselves. And certainly one person is not just a writer or a sewer or a dancer or anything. Um, and so I guess a lot of furries tend to compartmentalize. So myself as temperance is mostly just me as a dinosaur. I wear a hoodie and I sew and I hang out and I'm pretty casual. I do have some other personas, though. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but I am also Momo Mouse. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes a little squeaker. And then other times when I want to be scary, um, I have a dragon mom as well. Uh, made a lot of dragons over the years. So I decided at one point I should probably just make a dragon character to be mom to all of my dragon creatures and which mom, dragon mom was born. So I'm a little bit of all three and each one is a different part of me. And so temperance would be my fursuit making part and Momo is my dancing and I don't know, optimistic part and dragon mom's just my grouchy mom part <laughs> right. so the non-optimistic part obviously <laughs> so i first knew saw momo on the happy fmv which was great it's actually a, a kind of special fmv for me a special song in a way and it was great to see you first in that and then i saw you in the fluff and at cons and that was just great anyway so that's just to say i i know momo the best so let's let's talk about how long have you been in the fandom then and what brought you to it oh i I've been in the fandom for 11 years, uh, oh, wow. 2009. Same reason I got into the fandom is, you know, how long I've been in the fandom was just fursuit making. Uh, hmm. I was a cosplayer before and I saw a fursuiter at a con once and I was like, that looks like fun. I should make one. And then I made one and then I made two and then I made six and then someone offered me money and suddenly I'm <laughs> I'm doing this for a living and I'm still here. <laughs> you know, it seems like that seems to be the way it 
goes with fursuit makers. I forget who it was we had on the show recently that said kind of the same things. They just kind of started because it was cool. And I think they started with cosplay. And then someone offered them money and they're like, okay. Yeah, I'll take your money. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Live on the edge. So when you were just doing the cosplay, what was your cosplay main thing you like to do? Well, I mean, my studio's name is Comic Crazy for a reason. I'm a big fat comic nerd. And so a lot of my cosplays were like Supergirl and Danger Girl and stuff from comic books that I really, really liked. And I do cons doing that sort of superhero cosplay and, you know, the occasional anime. My cartoons might sneak in. But but predominantly, it's North American comic books. You said you uh, made some of those, your own costumes before that, too. I've been making costumes since I was in, like, junior high. I'm I, one of those. A lot of people get into cosplay. It's um, It allows them to interact with whatever they love. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you really love a cartoon or you really love a book, it gives you a chance to be a part of that world a little bit, even if it's just dressing up and playing pretend, which is kind of what furry is, really. It's, you know... I, I love wolves. I'm sure it'd be nice to dress up and be a wolf a little bit. So mm -hmm. same uh, sort of feel in, in all sort of fandoms. It's just a way to interact with what you love. Yeah, Temperance, let me ask you a question. Do you see a lot of crossover these days? Well, not these days because nobody's doing anything for COVID. But before everything shut down, have you seen a lot of cross-pollination between cosplay and furry? Yes and no. It's almost a fandom thing. You know, um, like when My Little Pony came out, there was a lot of people who would be like, oh, I, I love My Little Pony, but I'm not a furry. And yeah. now, you know, <laughs> Beastars is on Netflix and BNA and everyone's like, oh, I love that cartoon, but I'm not a furry and it's like yeah i said that too <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> when, when i made much? my first fursuit it was um uh, amaterasu from um i made a minotaur and it was like oh i just made it. it's just a minotaur it's it's D&D, &D. It's, it's not a furry. And, yeah. and then after a while, it was like, uh, actually, yeah, it is a furry thing. I'm sorry. It's amazing how many closeted furs that are out there. So, uh, of course, you've, you've gone to cons. And what was your first con? You said you've been in the fandom since 2009. But when did you first get to your first con? FC 2009, further confusion. That was oh, okay. my first con. You jumped right into it. Both pause. Yeah, well, you know, I, I had this Minotaur costume. And I'm like, I am going to wear the heck out of this. I'm, and I had some friends who were furries and I'm like, oh, okay, sure, we'll go to this furry con. It'll be fun. And but I'm not a furry. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to admit it. I, yeah, I was a furry. <laughs> so how many cons do you typically go to per year and what are they? Oh, four or five. Uh, really depends budget wise. And uh, if I do big cons like Dragon Con or Anthrocon or something, which is more price, you know, more expensive to attend, then I might do a few less cons. But yeah, four or five is pretty average. Uh, FC, I I go to a lot. Furay, that's my local con. I have no choice. Got to go to that one. The rest of them vary. I've done Vancouver. I've done Fernal Equinox. Um, Anthrocon a few times. BLFC. I've done Ferlandia. I'm going to get to Anthro Northwest at one point, by God. Maybe not this year. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe not. We'll, we'll see. Now, out of all this variation, do you have a or a few favorite con memories? I hate answering this question because when you go to a con, it's just like constant high. As I'm yeah. there, I'm like, everything I'm doing, I'm having the best time and it's perfect and it's wonderful. And then I go home and I get the PCD and I feel really sad and I miss all my friends. So it's hard to just pick out one single yeah. gem. But I thought long and long and hard about it. And I'm like, okay, you know, one of the really great memories I had was the first Anthrocon I ever went to. It was like a prehistoric 
Furries theme. And James Gurney was there. He's the artist of Dinotopia. And mm. one of the reasons I absolutely love dinosaurs was from his Dinotopia books. And so I had made a Triceratops costume called Stompy. And I got to meet James Gurney in person with Stompy. And oh, wow. then I got to take a photo with him. So I'm holding one of his books and he's holding one of his books and his wife took the photo and I'm just like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. he tweeted about it too. And he's like, oh, look, I made this dinosaur for you. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Those type of things do stand out. I mean, of course I know what you mean. It's like, uh, the favorite con memory is like every single con I've been to. Just that's the memory. But uh, there are those times that that you know stand out among some good memories that you've probably had. Ari, so you've been a guest of honor at several fur cons. What were those, and how was that experience for you? I was a guest of Rainfur's 2013, uh, Furry Con in 2015, and Furlandia in 2017. It's honestly, it's it's just a real honor when some con contacts you and they're like, you know, we, we want you to be a guest at our con because nothing's more, uh, I don't know, validating as a person to think that people like you or your work enough to consider you worth bringing to a convention so that other people can meet you. You're well treated and um, everyone's so happy you're there. And it's it's just a really great highlight. You were the fursuit maker guest of honor for all those? Most of my guest work is as, as a maker or costume maker. Not so much as a performer, unfortunately. One day, Momo will get to a con and she'll be the guest of honor. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm sure. I mean, little squeakers got her, right? <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, really, it's so unfair. How come Momo never gets to be the guest? It's always boring Temperance with her dinosaur stuff. Wow, Momo, it's good to, good to see you. I hope Temperance didn't just hear you say that. Did you kick her out of the room? I'm the star of the show now. <laughs> you have a mutual friendship and respect for each other these days. That That's great. <laughs> so you mentioned you've been into fursuit making a long time. How many fursuits do you think you've actually made in that amount of time? Well, I'll tell you what. I did a count just for you guys oh as of today i've made 365 costumes holy cow pup so three that's like one per year no one at once one every day in the year if you condensed 11 years of fursuit making into a single year then yes i made one every day <laughs> that is insane you are so fast and they come out so great well it helps to have that time machine <laughs> yeah definitely it's like no really i did this all in one day really one of your fursuits I happened to notice you made with matrices. Actually, I was surprised when you mentioned that. I was like, man, no one's going to remember that suit I made back in the day. Uh, yeah, matrices and I, we did like a fursuit trade. So I made a suit for her and she made a suit for me. And then we wore them around and had a great time. That was, I, I want to say 2012. Okay. So she made me a husky and then I made her a coyote. Oh, I love them both. That's, that's amazing. Okay, so you made them separate for each other and did you like arrange to meet up at a con and do the big exchange? No, we actually mailed them to each other. It was like, mine's done and you, mine's done. Okay, great. Let's throw them in a box and we'll mail them to each other. And so like within a week, we both got our costumes and freaked out and did the geeky, you know, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. So <laughs> <laughs> one thing about fursuit makers, we're all fans of each other. Anytime fursuit makers meet other fursuit makers, it's a whole lot of, oh my God, I love your work. Oh, I love that one suit you made. You're my, you're my favorite. And, oh, oh wow. no, you're my favorite i love all the work you did i love this dude <laughs> wow and actually now that you say that I've, I've never been in uh you know the fursuit makers meet and greets that they typically have at a con i've never like gone in that room but that room must be so high pitched 
you know, technically, I've never been either. Every oh. single time I've wanted to go, I like missed it because I had another like a conflicting something. And then the one time I'm like, I'm actually going to go to this one this time. And then I forgot it happened. Oh, <laughs> I went to bed and I woke up the next day and I'm like, no, the firm actually beat Oh, I missed it. <laughs> oh, well. But, well, you know, when you do that, it keeps you wanting to you know, looking forward to the next con, because then you'll be like, okay, this time I'm going to do it. I'm really going to do time, it. Sure. <laughs> so what was your most complex or complicated fursuit, in, in your opinion? Most of my dragons are pretty complex, just because uh, I tend to make them uh, not necessarily out of fur, but out of upholstery fabric, which has very little stretch. So you have to make them a little bit differently. But probably the most complex I ever made was um, there was an old Japanese cartoon, uh, the, the Cayman Rider series. And this fellow asked me to make him, it, it was a monster called uh, a Marauder Minion. Hmm. Oh, no, sorry, it was a Maggot, modern mar <laughs> a maggot Marauder Minion. Hmm. And it was this sort of weird monster creature that was, you know, one of those old rubber suit Japanese fighting oh, monster yeah. shows and so they said they wanted that but they wanted me to make it look cute so it's sort of this weird multicolored bug it was mixed of like fleece and stretch velvet and fur and it had this weird bug head with these little wire edges and and the hands were like these lobster claws with spikes on them it was a really bizarre thing to make like I, I knew exactly how to make it but putting all the pieces together was really complex so this probably the most complex suit I've made. But yeah, dragons are certainly up there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check out the M cubed. What's, what's it called? Magnet? A maggot minion marauder. <laughs> okay, make sure to look that up. Uh, so how long did it take you to make all that? A couple weeks, I think. Was it intense? Like every day you're working like seven hours or something? <laughs> That's every every suit. I mean, like it's my full-time job. So I get up in the morning and I make stuff and then I have lunch and then I make more stuff and then I go to bed. So yeah, I mean, every day is a full day of sewing fluff. <laughs> yeah fluff <laughs> literally fluff like i'm sweeping it off the floors i've got piles of fluff <laughs> it, no that that's that's kind of the way to be i mean if you're gonna have a full-time job you might as well be waiting around in fluff <laughs> <laughs> yeah tell that to my husband <laughs> in the very beginning how did you learn to make fursuits where did that come from kind of self-taught like um back when i was when i was a kid my mom tried to teach me how to sew and we bought one of those like one hour easy sewing patterns and it was this pair of shorts and it was it was supposed to be you could make a pair in an hour it took us two days <laughs> and i hate hated it every step of the way i'm like this is stupid sewing sucks i hate it and then a couple years after that i was sort of like eh, kind of like halloween costume and so i sort of recalled what my mother had taught me about using a sewing machine and then I basically retaught myself so I'm mm -hmm. sort of self-taught in the sense that my mother gave me that traumatic experience <laughs> and then I then I relearned how to do everything after that <laughs> and yeah so I'm entirely self-taught learned cool. a lot of stuff just on the fly you know I want to learn I want to make this let's see if I can do it and and then it was a lot of trial and error school of hard knocks so what is the pr 
price range on your fursuits? Uh, right now, fursuits are about three to four thousand dollars. They can go a little higher depending on what complex it is. You know, complex markings, or if you have wings or horns, or you know, other bizarre airbrushing or that sort of thing. But yeah, three to four grand is about average. That seems to be these days. That seems to be how much things are. I remember three, four years ago. You know, it's gone up by what a lot of money since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's inflation for you. Yeah, no, when I started out, suits ran about an average $1,000. Oh, wow. New suit makers are charging, you know, about $1,000 per suit. Nowadays, it's it's really you're paying for the experience. So suit makers who've been making suits as long as I have, you're paying for their extra years of knowledge and know-how. So that's something that you can only learn by doing. And when you have 10 or 11 years of experience like I do, you're not just paying for the material you're paying for that extra knowledge of materials and how to properly make certain things. So it's a quality thing. Certainly beginner fursuit makers, I've seen some gorgeous work out of people who've only made a couple suits, uh, but there is a certain point where your demand goes up. The inflation, 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 that <laughs> is definitely makes sense. And yeah, there's some really great, I know what you mean about new makers that haven't really made anything, but they're re just really talented and creative and do wonderful stuff. Do you have any advice for budding new fursuit makers? I'd probably suggest that, you know, if you want to do it as a business, just loving to make stuff, you need more than that. You can be a really great fursuit maker and you may make excellent work, but if you don't know how to, you know, manage your time or if you don't know how to do proper paperwork or, you know, know how to communicate with a customer what they want and what their needs are. That's the biggest hurdle. When I first started making suits, I did it part-time for many years before I went full-time. And it was just getting that knowledge base of how to just run a business, how to, you got to make a web page, you got to have a correct terms of service, you've got to know how to make contracts, you have to know how to budget your time and your money and know how to do payment plans. And there's a whole bunch of little things that no one ever really gets to see. So it really doesn't hurt if you want to get into fursuit making, especially as a business, take a few classes on uh, managing a business, that sort of thing. Fursuit making actually isn't my first business. My husband and I and one of our friends, we used to own a comic book store. It was an online comic book store, but I learned so much about the other side of a, running a business. It's more than just, you know, the product and in that case, comic books, and in this case, making costumes, it was all the other stuff, the, you know, budgeting and the accounting and the self-promotion and, and all that other stuff it was far more important to me in the long run than just selling comic books or just making fursuits. Yeah, definitely. There's all these little things that go into the big industry, I guess, if that's what you're going to call it, in general, that people don't realize. So it's great. I think that's good advice to um, take a few classes on, on learning that that type of stuff. What about for furs out there that want to get into fursuit making? Where, how would you recommend starting out? We're actually really lucky. Like when I started making suits, there wasn't a whole lot of information. We had the old live journal fursuiting thing that people could ask questions and figure out stuff. And then matrices had a couple tutorials. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of it. Most of what people 
learned from fursuit making was either self-taught or experimentation or that sort of thing. But now there's so many makers who've got like YouTube channels and Patreons and, you know, there's people producing books and online PDFs explaining how to do certain things. Matrices has even upgraded her old tutorials. She does crazy new ones. So there's a huge plethora of information on the internet now. It's just a matter of knowing where to go. Usually whenever anyone asks how to start, I send them over to Matrices first because she's got a nice level of tutorials that are good for beginners. And there's a couple advanced techniques in there as well. It's a nice starting place, but really a lot of like new makers, you really just have to buy some stuff and try it out. That makes sense. You just, just try it and then see what is there, which makes a lot of sense. Because if you just go in and look at a tutorial, well, well that's great, but you don't if you haven't had experience with it before, you don't know what you're really looking at. Um, you got you got to just do it and then find out and then maybe go to the tutorial. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. On the dancing front, how long have you been dancing and what got you into it? Uh, should I push Temperance out of the way and bring Momo back? Momo, we need you. <laughs> Momo, come here, Momo. Okay, okay, okay. Out of the way, Temperance. I'm taking over this podcast. It's all mine now. So, Momo. <laughs> yes? How long have you been dancing and what got you into it? I've been dancing for like nine years, I think. And you know what got I got into it? It was the furry fandom. Yay, Sort furry. of. I'll tell you the long story. When I was a little mouse, a little teeny tiny thing, my mom signed me up for like a dance class. And... You know, when you're a kid and you do classes, a lot of it's just like playing games and stuff because kids don't have like focus enough to like learn anything. So we'd go to these classes and all we'd do is play like, what time is it, Mr. Wolf? And red light, green light. And, and I was like, I'm not here for that. I'm here for dancing. So <laughs> I just lie under the bench and stare at the ceiling and I didn't do anything. And my dance instructor came to my mom at the end of the class and said, I don't think Momo is meant to be a dancer. And we never <laughs> took another dance class again, ever. And then when I went to a furry con and I saw the dancers in the like variety shows and the dance competitions, and I was like, man, that looks like fun. I want to do that. And I remembered back in the day when my mom told me that, you know, I wasn't meant to be a dancer. And I'm like, I'll show her. There you go. So, yeah. So I signed up for a dance class. And I took it and I went every day and I loved it. And I'm like, too bad dance lady who told me when I was a kid, I wasn't a dancer. This is my life now and I'm going to dance and you can't stop me. And Yay. so I've been dancing ever since. In that next uh, dance classes, you didn't have to tell any Mr. Wolf what time it is or anything. Never. No, I just learned how to plie and tondu. <laughs> So you can say, what, what plie is it, Mr. Wolf? No, that doesn't make any sense. So don't do that. Not quite. Have you been in any dance competitions before? My first dance comp was Rainforest 2013. And I've been dancing in dance comps ever since. That's amazing. Um, and have you ever placed in a dance comp? Twice. Fernal Equinox. I can't remember what year, but I placed second place. And then just last year, 2019, I got first place at... Beret. Woo! Good for yeah. you. And how did that feel? I was surprised as heck, I tell you what. Whenever they call my name, I'm like, 
wait, do you mean the other Momo? Because you can't be talking about me. I did <laughs> this like musical thing. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, I actually saw your performance and it was great. It was very Momo-ish. <laughs> Apparently I have a style and it's old musicals and cute mouth. Cute mouth. Do you have any advice for budding new dancers? Try everything. I won't say the obvious things there or sing the obvious thing there. <laughs> I hope I don't get sued by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, you, you go to, you see a lot of dance comps. Um, there's a whole lot of hip hop. There's a whole lot of pop and lock. And there's a whole lot of, you know, dubstep. And, you know, that's great. I absolutely love all kinds of dance. But I tell you what, every time I learn a new style, I fall in love with a new something. So if you've only ever done hip hop, maybe try some African. If you want to try maybe a bit of tap, maybe some jazz, maybe ballet is your thing. I think the variety is the spice of life. And I really think that we need more types of dancing out there. So if you want to give it a try, just go ahead. Just do it. Just do it. It's been great talking to you, Momo. Could we bring Temperance back if she's still oh, around? Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Momo. All right. Get the hell out of here, Momo. He's <laughs> um, trying to take over your spot. How can we find out more about you, your dancing, fursuit making, such as social media, websites, that sort of thing? Uh, usually the best place would be uh, my website because there's links to all my other stuff from there. That is comiccrazy.com, and I'll spell it out for you. K-O-M-I-C-K-R-A-Z-I. Or since you're in the U.S., K-R-A-Z-I dot com. And so you have links to all your other social media and information and things. Uh, <laughs> so Temperance, is there anything else you'd like to uh, share with our listeners? Words of wisdom this in these terrible trying times. Oh, 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 out of the way, Temperance. I'm going to fail this one. Oh, look at uh -oh. Momo buddy oh, or no. go head in. <laughs> Well, you know what? We can't do a whole lot of hugging right now. But I think just in the world that we're out right now, if you're feeling a little sad or you're feeling a little upset, it's completely understandable. You know, things will get better. And just know that you're loved. That is all. That's wonderful. I'm glad Momo butted her little squeaky head in there to say that. <laughs> That's all I need to say. I'm out. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> Momo. Thank you, Momo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Temperance, thank you for joining us on our show. It was great having you as a guest. And thank you we, so much. thoroughly enjoyed your, our time together with you. I hope that you enjoyed your time with Tabin and I. I did. Good. And we good, did good. not. So for our four or five listeners, we only have about four or five listeners. Um, <laughs> we did not pay Temperance to say that she enjoyed her time with us just now. I, we want to go out on record that we are enjoyable <laughs> first. Uh, so you heard it here first. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. I know you're busy and you've got other things that you've got to get going to. So we're going to let you go. And uh, Tabin, say goodbye. Well, goodbye. It's been a great and amazing having you on. Thank you. And thank Momo for us too. I will. Thanks so much, guys. Thank All you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. That was fun. Yeah, she's fun. That was fun. Um, and Momo uh, made a little appearance too, so it was it was good to talk to her too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're um, they're both very interesting, very very talented. For it was great to talk to them. I don't know that I have seen her work. 
specifically, but I will be looking it up when we're done here today and I'll look up some of her stuff and see what it uh, what it looks like. Yeah, she has great stuff. She made her own, well, you know, she makes her own suits and everything. And Momo was made uh, specifically for dancing. So it's not a very heat inducing <laughs> suit. It's, it's Ah, a, yes, um, yes. But uh, yeah, Momo was a great little mousy. But yeah, I was... Uh, actually surprised that she said she remembered me or something so that was kind of exciting we are going to move into furries in the news furries in the news i can't keep that that's stupid i don't know so that's where the muppet thing is it wasn't this or that it's furries in the news oh yeah 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 no you're right you're right yeah. see i don't even know my own thing so you don't i'm even glad know your that you're show. here to help me remember <laughs> Fluff. You don't even know your own shticks. <laughs> I chase after them, but I don't know them. <laughs> ah, ah. So let's see. There's really not a whole lot of furry, furry stuff in the news, except for, oh, there's Moonraiser. He does fuzzball story time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we were featured on his fuzzballstorytime.com. That's all lowercase and all one word. So check it out. And he asked me to give him my best joke. Oh, did I can't wait to hear. A dog walks into a bar with his arm all bandaged up, and he says, I'm here for the man who shot my paw. Dow bark. But he did an article on COVID survival, so it was a very good article. And then he interviewed, of course, you uh, at TFF this year. Yep. So At the very end of that interview, I st- have a staring contest with the TFF mascot. So make sure to check that out. Did it go on for hours? Well, you'll just have to find out. <laughs> That's riveting the TV right there. It's, it is better than watching chess, right? And then another thing in the news, you enjoy your tabletop RPGs. Uh-huh. And so there's a new one out called Wander Home. It's brings the relaxed tone of Ghibli. Ghibli? If you know what that is. I don't. Um, to tabletop RPGs. I don't know what is anything right now. (laughs) Okay, well, apparently, if you're a fan of tender-hearted anthropomorphic animals, I practiced those words. I I Um, would have to. (laughs) And tranquil nature scenes in the Hayao Mizayaki film. Did you practice that too? I did. Okay. You have a reason to rejoice because Wander Home is out, and it brings you into the various red wool novels and you can walk around and and do stuff you can be gm game master led or you can build your own adventures and you're not just you're not killing things and fighting dungeons and whatnot you're just actually being funny little furry little animals doing your life i like this this is awesome i totally have to check this out (laughs) yeah so you have to check it out and uh, any fur that checks it out and wants to talk about it uh Try and get in on five minute furs for fun and we can talk about it. <laughs> we can talk about it. It sounds like um Animal Crossing-esque as a tabletop RPG. I'm excited. Yeah, it's I mean, from their website it says with the current popularity of video games like Animal Crossing, oh, the appeal of Wander Home is apparent. It's not just a, a sibling, it's a parent. The horribleness of that pun is not just intense, it's in houses. In so bad it was in houses. Was another bad pun. If so, didn't. for those of you that love puns, an upcoming guest on our show is going to be Renegade Rue. Yes, whom I understand is a punster extraordinaire. He, well, yes, he he's, he has I think something like twenty two k followers and i think a lot of furs out there would know what a punster he is <laughs> okay well uh, me, so tune in <laughs> me and me and he have like once maybe twice had a few 
I wouldn't call them pun offs, but um, they existed. <laughs> pun offs. All right. Before we get into a math or a story time, should we go into our jokes and puns since we're talking about them now? We're here. We may as well go in there. No going back now. Right. All right. So do you have your book? I have my book. Well, let's go back and forth between your jokes and my puns. I mean, my things that are not from the book are kind of meant to be in one, one little wrapper. Oh, a like, rapper. They don't rely on each other, but like they're kind of meant to be together in my mind. Okay. Well, why don't you start, Taven, with your story or and or joke? Let me tell you a few things. And before I tell you a few things, I have to say, recently a fur told me that I'm off-putting. It's like, no, actually, I'm not off-putting because I'm really more on jello. <laughs> I, uh, several weeks ago, you told this wonderful joke pun thing, and it went like this. A buffalo dropped his kid off at school one day and then said, bye, son. Right. And then I thought it was so great and wonderful that I went to, to go tell my husband. And I said, an elk went to drop his son off at school one day and he said, bye, son. <laughs> and it didn't work too well because elk is not buffalo and stuff. Anyway, mm -hmm. but it kind of fits into the following. Why do they call a queen's wand a scepter? I don't know. Why do they call a queen's wand a scepter? Well, I'll tell you. Because everyone works and she doesn't. Except her. Yeah, ah. but you know, and she doesn't. It's like not saying it the right way, like the elk thing that uh -huh. I did. Anyway, <laughs> but you got it. So any fruit that didn't get it is because everyone works scepter. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> anyway, you know, one time I went on vacation to the Canary Islands and it was an amazing trip. And the, the most amazing thing, though, was at the Canary Islands, there were no canaries there. It was crazy. No canaries at the Canary Islands. Who would have thunk it? But then, you know, the next year I went on another vacation and I went to the Virgin Islands. And, you know, the crazy thing about that, there were no <laughs> canaries there either. <laughs> I mean, who would have thunk it, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was my wrapper. Okay. That was your wrapper. Okay. I was online the other day and I saw an ad for burial plots and I thought, well, that's the last thing I need. Crickets. Crickets. The... Say that again. <laughs> I saw an ad. I saw an ad for burial plots and I thought, that's the last thing I need. Need burial plots need. So because I won't need anything after I'm dead and I'm buried. Oh, it's a burial the, okay, the keyword is last. Okay, got it. Yes. I, I was trying to think, I was thinking, well, if it was a bread plot, I could see why that's the last thing you need. Oh, I, need as in dough. Ah, I, yeah, so oh, I spoke okay. it. Got it. So how about if I read from my little horrible book? Okay. I have this joke called Funny Jokes and Foxy Riddles, and it has some really Bad, like worse than mine. I mean, they're pretty bad. So I'll just um, read a few. What's green and pecks on trees? I don't know. Woody Woodpickle. It's <laughs> so horrible. Okay. So disclaimer, so, I haven't read any of these before. We're hearing them for the, I'm hearing them for the first time. And that was horrible. Why is the figure nine like a peacock? I don't know. Why? Because without its tail, it is nothing. <laughs> Oh, because oh, then it's a zero. It's, oh, my cow. Yeah. So the other day, a policeman knocked on my door and said my dogs were chasing people on bicycles. And I oh, said, yeah? that's impossible. I said, that's impossible. My dogs can't ride a bicycle. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, there's a lot of truth to that right there. <laughs> I haven't taught them yet. 
That's right. What is a bull when he's sleeping? A sleeping bull? A bulldozer. Oh, okay. See, you could have done that. That's right. What so, did one candle say to the other? I don't know. Are you going out tonight? Huh? <laughs> so two windmills were standing on a wind farm, wind farm, and one asked the other, what's your favorite kind of music? And the other says, well, I'm a big metal fan. <laughs> I like that. Actually, I like that one a lot. That's really good. Oh, better than this. What's green and goes slam, 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 slam? Something pickle? I don't know. Yes, a four-door pickle. <laughs> Dan says, Dad, is it true that the law of gravity keeps us on our planet? Dad says, yes. Dan says, what did we do before the law was passed? <laughs> okay, so we'll stop there. Okay, I have one more. I have one oh. more. Before I went into my current career, I tried to be a bank teller. And at my very first day on the job, I lost my job because a woman asked me to check her balance. So I pushed her over. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know why that took me so long to... No. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So I think we're going to forego story time or math today because we're pushing the we're pushing the limit on our on our time. I have actually a few uh, maths lined up, so we'll uh, make sure to take a look at those next week. Absolutely, we can do that. So let's move on into this or that. This or yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's getting worse. Really bad now. Bad, 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 bad. So, I am a pup. Right. Oh my god. So your first one, meat or vegetables? Well, I do like to meet vegetables. Ha-ha. <laughs> but, you know, veggies are pretty good for this pup and everything, and there's some good ones out there, like, especially when you steam them, like broccoli. And did you know, I mean, so this pup loves Brussels sprouts, but did you know you can bake them, and you put them in a soft bed of oil and put some, like, pepper jack cheese on them and bake them, and they're really numb? But anyway, I'm going to have to go with meat. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> After all that, you're going to go with me. And in case those furs out there don't know, you have a cooking show on uh, on, oh, yes. on on YouTube, Cooking with Taven. There is nothing about there on Brussels sprouts. There, but... I have not done a Brussels sprout yet, but <laughs> no. you can learn some other things, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Who knows? So, all right. Our next one. Bananas or apples? Bananas are good for the potassium. And, you know, you get to practice dexterity with your posies by peeling them and stuff. But I'm going to have to go with apples, which, by the way, recently, oh, well, maybe a few months ago, this pup came across the best apples I have ever had. Okay. Honey crisp are so good. Oh, my fluff. They're so good. And cosmic crisp. Mm -hmm. Cosmic crisp are really hard to find, but I've, I've had it once and it's so good. Mm -hmm. So just for any of you furs out there, in this pup's opinion, look for Honeycrisp and Cosmic Crisp. Cosmic so I'd crisp. have to say apples, obviously. <laughs> obviously, obviously. We're going to put some condiments on the table now. Well, that's where the, if you put them on the floor, you have to like bend down to put them on your burger <laughs> right. and stuff. So let's yeah. keep them on the table. Okay. So would you do uh, ketchup or mustard? Um, typically, I, I go with ketchup. I, I like mustard too. Um, not every fur does, but I like mustard. But I think overall, I'll go ketchup. And, okay. and when you run very fast towards a condiment thing, you if you don't do it, you have to catch up. Uh-huh. But I yeah, could tell you I, knew I was going to do I, I knew you were going there, and I couldn't stop you. You could. I, you actually I, could not. I, I could actually not stop you. Our last one, this is something that's very controversial in the furry fandom. Oh. Dabbing or no dabbing? Oh, no dabbing. No, okay, no dab. dabbing. 
Notice no I did not have to even think. I don't even have anything to say. Just no dabbing. And just every fur out there, PSA, no dabbing. <laughs> okay. No dabbing. I'm so. very opinionated on this. <laughs> okay. That brings us pretty much to the end of our pod. We've had a very fun time this pod uh, with two two a, a special guest, and then we have two furry for funs, uh, furry for funs, furries for fun, whatever. Uh, we had two furries for fun. I want to give a couple of shout outs right now to Moonraiser. Of course, he was on earlier today for his support of the show through his donation. Yeah, thank uh, and you. His his recent inquiries into how we're coping with COVID. Uh, check out his blog spots at fuzzy or at fuzzballstorytime.com. And of course, a uh, shout out to Suka for their support of the pod through generous donation. If you'd like to help support the show, you can through Ko-Fi at www.co-fi.com, Fairly Furcasting. And remember, you can always send us an email to tell us how you feel about the pod. And if you would like to be featured as a guest on the pod, give us a shout out on the, the email and we'll see what we can do for you. Join us next week. Next when- week. Next week on Barely Forecasting featuring Tabin. Bark, bark. <laughs> that was a very poltergeistish. We have a noted furry photographer and a trans fur. Yes. Uh, Elle Bjorn will be our guest next week. So we're going to talk about her photography and her transition journey. So if yes. you are in that realm and you want to hear how somebody is dealing with and having uh, their their issues dealt with in the transition tune right in because she has got some really interesting things to say she has some really good things to say it was it's going to be great to um to talk with her and of course you can join our bff chat on telegram just search for bfft chat i think that about covers everything we have a oh wait a minute i forgot to say oh we have a wiki fur we have a wiki fur this is something this pup did not know <laughs> i know i know i created a wiki fur for us this week i didn't I'm even know it existed. please feel free to help contribute to the wiki fur because it's like one short little paragraph right now i was like on there looking at something else and it's like wait a minute you can create your own wiki fur awesome <laughs> it's amazing how these things work so check us out on wikifer with that i seem to be losing my voice which is too bad because people say i have a great face for radio or voice a great face for i got that i just <laughs> got that okay i yeah. i see what happened there <laughs> Taven, it's always a joy to work with you on this podcast i hope that you're staying cool in this hot weather it's going to be super hot today and tomorrow that's what i hear yes uh my i will try and keep my fluff flourished and fanned Ooh, fluff flourished and fanned yeah <laughs> That's a tongue tire. It's a tire <laughs> in the tongue. Yes. And, which yes. means that a car run over me because I have a tire <laughs> in the tongue. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, I think it's time that we we move along. <laughs> you think we should stop. <laughs> okay. We should stop now. All right. Well, everybody have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye-bye, Bark Bark. Barely Furcasting is an Injured Nerves studio production. It is found on all major podcast platforms and can also be listened to directly at barelyfurcasting.com. All opinions expressed here are those of Tabin and Barely, and neither received any commercial compensation for their opinions. The Furcast is recorded and edited by me, Barely Normal, also known as Mike Began. Opening interstitial and closing music by Shane Ivers through silvermansound.com. If you would like to send us a message, you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on Telegram chat at bfftchat. 
Additionally, Tabin can be reached on social media at TabinPup on YouTube and Twitter. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you back here next week. Thank you.